this week on Moms Moving On. Damn girl, you had a really you had a, you had a really crappy childhood with that father and you you just built a life with someone who you realize you, you maybe shouldn't have maybe you got a beautiful gift out of it like an adorable child but that honoring yourself honoring all that you've been through and feeling that emotion for yourself like you did the best you could so that's what self-compassion looks like and i always start everyone off with that because if you can't do that then you're just going to always brush everything off like oh, no big deal so what so what so I would say definitely, moms, give yourself self-compassion. You deserve it. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. We've been full speed ahead with all new episodes. Thank you so much for sending in all of your episode requests. We're trying to make them all happen. Um, yes, I would love to have JLo come on and talk about her breakup, but I don't know. I don't know. Somebody needs to put that out there for us. But today we have the next best thing. She is the next best thing to JLo. Her name is Erin Morrison, and she is on Instagram as The Conscious Mom because she is also a, co a conscious co-parenting expert, conscious parenting practitioner who helps moms uncover why they find themselves in recurring patterns of unhealthy relationships with their partners, their children, and most importantly, themselves. Erin received her degree in psychological counseling from Columbia University and was trained in conscious parenting by Dr. Shafali herself. Erin uses a blend of Western psychology, Eastern mindfulness, and casual friendship-like partnership to help moms achieve the best feeling in the world, feeling comfortable in their own skin. Erin, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you. Do you know that we just had um, Queen on? I mean, Dr. Shafali? Uh, yes, I did. She uh, is my version of royalty. I know. I adore her and I actually got to meet her and spend time with her and she's just amazing and so humble <laughs> that's the best part that's the she was so humble and open on our podcast and I'm like here's this woman who I've idolized who I've watched it and talked to Oprah whose books I have read whose parenting model I've adapted and she's just like man my life was shit for the last couple of years and I'm like oh my god okay and a lot of that and a lot of what she talks about in her new book all comes back to her upbringing, how she was parented, yep. and how that lends itself to her grown-up personal relationships. It's true. Yeah, she's great. She shares so much. And in the book you're talking about, A Radical Awakening, was fabulous. And it's amazing how much she opens up about herself. She just gets greater and greater. That's just yeah. the truth. But I think you're pretty great too. And I'm so happy that we were connected by Jackie, our, our friend, my friend, Dr. Polsky. You touched on something recently with me in a DM that I was like, oh God, we got to talk about this. How have I not talked about this yet? I'm very open about the fact that yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, I have daddy issues, big ones that I work very hard on in therapy and probably started a little too late working on probably after my divorce, when I realized they were probably the reason for my unhealthy attachment to my ex. Um, but you said, yeah, let's talk about them. So the term daddy issues gets a lot of play on Instagram as a joke, but when it all comes down to it, what is what does the term daddy issues actually mean? I know. And it, it, and we can laugh and say daddy issues, but when you are a fellow daddy issue girl, you know that it's so much deeper than just the joke. And it's all about, we are, we're raised with a father, without a father, but 
whatever that experience was, it does shape us. And as much as we have, maybe we have mothers that have done their best to explain that to us, or mothers who have sort of just like left us to figure that out on our own, it inherently affects us. And until we heal, which is the process of actually feeling, until we do that, we carry it around. It's like this invisible backpack we carry around with us that affects almost every aspect of our life. And if you're lucky, it doesn't it doesn't really affect you until the later years. Not that it's lucky, that it's more that it just pops up all of a sudden. You thought, well, I knew he wasn't around. What's the big deal? I knew he was an a-hole. But eventually it pops up. And until we heal that and we address it, it keeps coming up. And it can come up in your relationship. It can come up with parenting, with your child. And it can come up with just your general feeling about yourself and your work. So, Absolutely. And I think it's funny you say that you don't feel it until later. Looking back at my teenage years, I was absolutely doing the things that a girl with daddy issues would do. I was dating guys that were no good for me just to not be alone. I was promiscuous. I was, you know, a people pleaser because I didn't want to be rejected by friends. And all of that, I would say, no, I don't have daddy issues. I I fully accept that my dad abandoned me because I didn't like him anyway. And then something happened to me in my 20s where I completely shifted and they buried me. Like it all came out. No, it was a good thing because I needed that to be able to work through it, especially in my marriage. And I just, I just find it so fascinating that every time I bring it up, someone else is like, oh yeah, I went through that. And I'm like, we need to talk about it and how conscious parenting can help with that. First I'll talk about, you know, I've talked about conscious parenting a lot, but why don't you give us this, what conscious parenting is? Absolutely. So I think conscious parenting is really like, it's a little like trap. We lure you in a sense, not because we're trying to, um, you know, trick you, but usually people come to conscious parenting because they've tried all the parenting things. They read all the books, they, they tried everything and it's not working really what conscious parenting ends up being is learning to parent yourself. And it sounds so cheesy and it's not, it's not like we sit and make you talk to yourself like a parent that is part of, we can do that if that works for you, but it's really about learning to heal what happened to you. And a lot of times we just brush it off. Like maybe you had a um, materialistically, physically wonderful life. Like you had everything you needed, your family provided for you. You're like, Oh, I had a great childhood. Until you start having like crap relationships or you find yourself yelling at your child all the time and you don't understand why is when you start to look beyond just normal parenting and think, hmm, I think there's something deeper here because I've read all the books. I'm a smart woman. Why can't I get this? So conscious parenting is really about learning to parent the, the little inner child inside of you that never was seen or heard or loved. Yeah. And, and I, and I want to stress that if you feel that way, that you weren't heard, seen, or loved, Mm -hmm. I very much feel that way because I didn't have a relationship with my dad by his choice, but also as amazing as my mom is something that she did was what she learned as a child, right? Was let's just sweep this under the rug. You're okay. We're not going to make it a thing. You're strong. We move on. But there was not so much of a push to get me in therapy or, you know, there was, there was also no internet. There was nowhere to do research, research to see how might this affect my daughter later on. So I was kind of left to just like sit with it and brush it off. Whereas it all caught up with me. And, and this is no disrespect to my mom because she was the most badass single mom there was, but you don't know what you don't know. And for a lot of us, I think that's the case. You know, the previous generation was not this whole like, holistic, let's, let's go to therapy generation. 
Absolutely not. I always, I have so many clients where I say, typically our parents were baby boomers. And that generation was about giving your children the life you didn't have. It was like, let's give you everything. And you got, you know, the roof over your head, you always had, you know, food. hopefully you always had these things if you were lucky enough. And so they were, they weren't worried about your emotional mental health. They weren't telling you that like, they're just like, suck it up. Why are you crying? You have everything you need. <laughs> so that's typically, and then those, those, um, our parents were raised by like depression era or immigrants. So they were just worried about like survival. So if we could see how it goes down, it makes total sense. And you brought up such a good point because I always say to my clients, we can, you know, we can be as like mean as we want about your parents. That's fine. Like, let's do it. We can, we always have at least one session where we talk about all the stuff that stinks about them. But eventually we realize as parents ourselves is that we do the best we can with what we have. And that's the beauty of why I love Shivali so much, because she has brought us this gift of conscious parenting and realizing that we're never going to do it perfect. I mean, I certainly don't. And all the things I talk about on my Instagram are things that like I've effed up, but I'm telling you how I've worked through them and use these tools um, of conscious parenting. So, right. And I think it's so important that we bring awareness to the fact that like, we're all going to mess up at some point and how we rebound and recover is critical, but taking it back to daddy issues. So what is the root cause of why somebody male or female would have daddy issues? I mean, the root cause is that, so it's a foundational presence in our life, right? We learn how to walk this earth and we learn what the world is about through how our parents do. So when they're in it, there's so many different types of daddy issues we can have. So let's say that you didn't have the father there. So a lot of times when children are presented with really big, heavy life issues, and they're not given the narrative, well, the space to feel and talk about how that feels and the narrative of why they're left to their own devices to understand why. And most of the time, unfortunately, children just, they think it's them. They think it's something internal with them. So someone who didn't have a father might feel like I wasn't, they left. I wasn't worthy of love. I wasn't good enough. Or someone who had an abusive father or had a father that was really nasty to them, let's say, and they were still present. They feel like, something's wrong with them. Again, there's something I did. I'm not, I, oh, I was too loud. So now it's a woman who never speaks up because she was afraid to speak her mind when she got yelled at. So depending on the situation, you just interpret the environment you had and how you were raised those foundational people in your life. That is what you make sense of and how you then sort of interpret it of who you are as a person, how you need to be in the world. Absolutely. And I'm going to go back to that not feeling good enough because I think the rejection and the abandonment, that's ah, that's oh huge, whether you're male or female. But for me, we can use me as a case study. That was my number one issue and still is. I'm still very hard on myself. And at least now I can recognize and put like a reason to why I am the way I am. But when you're younger, you don't realize. And so not feeling good enough led me to stay in situations with with significant others and with friends that I, where I was being hurt or treated poorly. And this is where so many women will say, oh my God, me too. And that's when they realize why they're in the wrong marriage for them because they thought this was all they were worth. So aside from attaching yourself to anybody just for the sake of being attached, what are some other ways that daddy issues present themselves in our adult relationships? 
There's so many ways. I mean, you brought up a good point about, so worthiness, not good enough. So when it all comes down to it, we all have a fundamental feeling. So the way, the way I'll just do a quick little um, conscious parenting, some terminology, the way we view ourselves is we're, we come into this world as a whole little girl. We, we have our voice, you know, we're silly, we're playful, but eventually something happens where we realize that the way we are isn't accepted or isn't giving us love. So then we start to develop and that's the inner child, um, the inner child feels wounded and hurt that they can't be their true selves. So then we develop this mask or this ego. It's not in the traditional sense, but we do this ego, we develop it and we think, oh, so wait, if I'm really good and I never complain to my mom and I'm always really helpful, now I get love and I get praise. So now that's that's who I am. I am the people pleaser. I am the person who does everything for everybody. So um, uh, let's say a child who had a father who always yelled and was angry. So she was constantly yelled at. So she learns, I'm not going to have a voice. I'm not allowed to speak up. And if I do, um, either he's going to leave and slam the door and never come back. So these are different ways. So it's, it's, there's so many different situations that um, can present itself, but at the core, that's what we get to in conscious parenting. We wonder, why am I in these relationships? Why do I always end up with a guy who's so emotionally unavailable? I don't get it. Why, why can't he connect with me or, you know, gives me everything else. And it's like, eventually, uh, it, the patterning is amazing that happens in our lives. And it might not sound amazing right now, but the beauty of it is that eventually we realize that the reason you are the way you are, the reason you don't feel good enough, it's not the true Michelle. The true Michelle is so whole and knows she's awesome, but she learned somewhere along the line that she could not be valued or loved if she was really who she was. So she shifted and bended and was doing all these things to avoid being left or avoid being hurt. And it's very freeing to realize that we are the reason or not necessarily our true selves, but that ego is the reason why we keep having these patterns in our lives. Because once we get to that, we get through the icky stuff. It stinks for a while. It's, it sucks. Like it's not great. And I, I went through the process too. So I was in this weird, like nebulous phase where you're like, who am I? Yeah. But eventually you get through it and you shed that and you become more and more comfortable being yourself. And you realize you honor that ego you had. And it's like, thank you, people pleaser, Michelle. Like, thank you for doing the best you could to get me through this life, you know, that was, that was good, but it's not working for me anymore. And now I'm stepping into my power and realizing I don't have to be a people pleaser to be loved. I like helping people. Doesn't mean that's not who you are at all, but you don't do it at the expense of your own health, your own wellness, your own energy, things like that. Exactly. And this is what I'm working with women on day in and day out. It's this notion of like finally putting themselves first. Mm -hmm. I can tell you wholeheartedly that even though yes, people pleaser Michelle still exists, the second I stepped into the space of, you know, and it started obviously with divorce, of, I'm not going to tolerate what I don't need to tolerate. And I'm, I now know my worth. The second I stepped into that role by leaving my marriage and certain friendships and taking a step back in my friendships and saying, you know what, I'm not going to be the, the queen helper, helpful one anymore. <laughs> Everything in my life shifted. And I swear, like, you, it, it just, it made everything so much more healthy. My relationships are so much more balanced and that much deeper. And I attracted a, a marriage that was probably what I needed all along. And I never could have appreciated that before, but it's amazing. Once you realize that you really are worthy and no matter what your father did, you know, you're still capable of great things and deserving of great things. It's amazing when you step into that role, how much really comes for you. Yeah. And what you mentioned too is so important. I tell my clients all the time, when you start to change and shift, 
people might not like it. Like, and those are the people that probably won't last. And it's for a reason because when we sort of rise and start to evolve and start to honor ourselves more, it makes other people feel very uncomfortable for many reasons. One, because our relationship existed for unhealthy reasons. And it's, again, it's never, it's, it's co-creation. It goes both ways, but when we evolve, we shed layers of relationships and also just interactions in day-to-day could be work too, who knows. But the other reason why it makes people uncomfortable too, is that you're also exposing things in them that they don't necessarily want to see. Um, so there's many reasons why our relationship starts to change. And, you know, taking it back to the daddy issue stuff is that we, we definitely know that there, not that there are, there are mommy issues too. I mean, we could do a whole, <laughs> do yeah. a whole podcast on that too, but with the dad specifically to women, a straight, straight woman who is looking for a relationship, we so badly do not want that type of man, but the strange thing that happens is it feels safe. So even though you don't necessarily want an emotionally unavailable man, something about feels familiar. Yeah. Something about his other qualities is so familiar. So I always tell everyone, you cannot beat yourself up. You, again, we're always doing the best we can, but when you know better, you do better. And the moment it just happens and you realize like, what am I doing? Why am I in this? And that's when you find Michelle or you find a conscious parent coach. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. Speaking of conscious parenting, how do you think daddy issues is affecting our parenting? If we're not, daddy issues are... Effect is affecting, are affecting, whatever. 
I know. Oh, they, they do. They do. And I think it, I think the biggest one I see is how our, our fathers related to their emotions and their feelings. So a lot of time it's anger. So I have, cannot tell you how many moms come to me and say, I love my kids, but I get so mad. Like I am so irritable. I am so, I rage like I never thought I could. And I'm yelling at the top of my lungs like my father did. I don't understand why. And again, it's because they modeled that behavior for us. Of course, we did not want to do that. But because we did not learn the way to deal with emotions in a healthy way, it's all we know. And also anger in general comes up because it is such a natural emotion. And out of all the unpleasant emotions, it's the um, it's the most accessible and it gives us power. Like anger like can make people stop in their tracks. They, they leave you alone. There's so many things that anger does. So that's typically the big issue with fathers is not modeling the proper way to handle their emotions. And also when it comes to discipline, <laughs> that's another one. So a lot of times back in that generation, there was a lot of like physical reprimand, reprimanding and people feeling like, I feel like I want to hit my kid and I know I shouldn't, but like, why? It's like, well, I have a feeling you probably right. had that as a kid. Right. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. I think part of my, my parenting issue, and I think anybody who's a child of divorce could probably agree you just don't want to see the same things happen to your child. Like I constantly have to remind myself that my daughter is not me. Just yeah. because I felt a certain way doesn't mean she's going to feel that way. And it's, that's, that's like the fuckery of parenting as you're oh, like trying to separate your experience from what your child's might be. And it's wild. Literally just last night, I had a situation with my son and I posted about it on my stories or whatever. And it was saying like I, I, what I was trying to say um, and it was with Evelyn, Evelyn from Hatch and Bloom posted about this resilience thing. So um, my son was starting a little camp and it was something he loved. He was so excited about. And then he came home halfway through the week and he was like, mom, I'm quitting. And I'm like, what? So first that triggered me and I'll tell you why. Then he started going into, eventually I started listening to him and he was saying that he felt like he wasn't smart or he felt like he didn't, he was the last to finish and he didn't like it. So he wanted to run away. Another trigger for me. So I realized I was feeling, I mean, I was feeling so panicky. My husband wasn't home. I'm like, oh my God, it's like bedtime. It was like the worst time for him to tell me all this. And then I realized one, quitting. As a child, my family, love my family, but uh, my mother always, if I, if something was hard, oh, you're done. Go ahead. That's fine. Walk away, run away. And that was because of her experience. So we, we don't have enough time to get into that, but that was her experience. And then the second one of her, him not feeling good enough or not smart enough is I totally remember, and it wasn't the biggest issue for me, but what's worse as a child feeling like you don't understand what's going on in class and you get called on and you're like, I don't understand and you don't want to say it, you're embarrassed. So all of those issues totally triggered me, but I had the ability to pause and realize, and then I calm myself. I'm like, Aaron, this is not you. Like he is not you. And, and that allowed me to get myself calm help him through it. And he had a great day today. So I'm so happy it worked I'm out. I'm glad to hear he had a better day. And it's so great to be I, with him. I've learned so much from Evelyn of Patch and Bloom because she is a close oh. friend. But the power of that pause of just being able to like take a minute and separate your emotions from theirs and look at it from a completely different lens than your own. It's, it's probably the best thing you can do as a parent, especially if you're coming into parenting with issues from your own childhood, as so many of us are. You know, so true. Okay. So I, I, yeah, the other day, so, so do you follow just girl project? No, no. Oh, it's a great account, but they posted oh. 
tell us about the the worst experience you had on a date. And I, and I wrote back, I wrote, I commented, I said, the worst experience I ever had was I went on a date with this guy whose family knew mine. So they knew that there was a very tumultuous divorce in my childhood. So he was like, so I heard about your parents' divorce, like before drinks even came, you must have like crazy daddy issues. Does that mean you're easy? And I'm like, looking at him like this guy. And it was that moment, you know, cause up until that point, this was in my late twenties. And up until that point, I denied it. I denied it. I resisted. I tried to tell myself a story of like, well, I didn't like my dad anyway, but naturally as a little girl that hurt me, that was a moment where I realized I needed to shift. I needed to work on this. I needed to look into this more. What advice would you give to a woman who did have a tough relationship with her dad in her early years for whatever reason, and is now just starting to realize that there are things that need to be dealt with. Right. Well, so when you're starting to realize, I mean, it's great. You can, there's, I, there's great books that I would be able to recommend, but I would say first and foremost, that acknowledgement is huge. And to sit with that and to understand that what you were doing, you were doing in your best interest, you were trying your best, right? We were always trying our best. And then when it starts to not work for us, that's when we can take action. So therapy, coaching, whatever it is, it's amazing to invest in yourself to help dissect it because it's very hard to do that on your own. Maybe there's some amazing people out there, but generally it is such a great idea to get someone on your side. And I mean, um, you know, I was trained in therapy and therapy is amazing too. But um, for me, what I loved about conscious parenting was that um, it's a short-term thing. You get in, you get out. It's um, It doesn't breed dependency in any way. I was actually saying to someone the other day, I was explaining like what, like what is the relationship like I have with my clients? And I'm like, it's kind of like this, um, not that I'm like a mother to them, but it's like this ideal mother-daughter relationship in the sense that I'm here, I support you, I listen to you, I don't judge you, I don't tell you what to do, but I'm always here with you and I'm helping you guide you through the decisions and the healing you need to do. And I'm, I am there. I'm generally on call. I usually give my clients my cell phone, which is why I don't take on too many. Um, but I give them my cell phone. So when they're in the middle of a situation where they start to feel that feeling come up again, that not good enoughness, or their uh, bedtime's a huge one. I, I get a lot of texts at bedtime. Um, you know, they're having a hard time and they're about to lose it at bedtime. I can help guide them through. But eventually what starts to happen, which is the most beautiful thing, is that um, they stop, they stop texting because they start handling it. And then in our next session, they start telling me how they handled it and walk themselves through because I've given them the dialogue and the narrative to do it. And I tell everybody, I'm like, my goal is for you to fire me. I do not want you to have me for that long because I want you, I know you can do it on your own. You have everything you need inside of you. You just need someone to guide you through that. So of course I'm a big proponent of, of, um, using conscious parenting, but there are so many other ways. And I think a big way is to start reading like the conscious parent or the radical awakening, because if you realize you have these daddy issues and you're, you're not sure where to go, reading a book like that will awaken so many feelings inside of you. And you'll be able to know what that next step should be for you. Absolutely. And I'd like to end this on a positive note, because we've just like shit it all over ourselves and everybody who may have daddy issues. But I'd like to say I once wrote an article about why I thought daddy issues made me a better partner. And I'll say that to anybody who has ever felt that loss or that strain from the male relationship in their life, you definitely learn how to love harder. You are definitely more grateful of the man in your life. And I think in so many ways, it makes you that much more passionate of a partner and, and more appreciative of, you know, being somebody's ride or die in life. So it's not all bad, but yeah, you definitely don't want to let these issues bleed into your adult relationships because that's when 
things hit the fan and you don't want that for your kids either. So I'm so grateful that we had you on to talk about this today. I feel like we just unpacked a lot in a really short period (laughs) of time. Just a casual topic. No big deal. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not going to like call my therapist tomorrow morning and, and go deeper into this um, or anything like that. Yes, I am. So anyway, what I, we always, we always yeah. like to end with some advice. Yeah. What advice would you give to a mom who is about to move on or is moving on and has finally come to terms with all she has to work on in her life to move forward? Oh, First of all, that's amazing. And second of all, self-compassion is um, so hot for me right now. I feel like I'm telling everyone because it is, I, I, oh, it is it's so in, you should be nice to yourself. No, but um, for real, it's, it's the starter. I feel like it's the starter emotion. I think a lot of us, because of the things we've been through, the trauma, the pain, the lack of dads and dad support in our life, we turn off our feeling valve. Like it, it, we sure we experience fun and some joy and we, we feel sadness, but we turn that off. Like it's pretty cinched. So that the ability to feel is super uncomfortable. Like we, we are trained to not feel it's not productive. Like who don't cry. So self-compassion is a really good emotion to start with. And it's honoring what you've been through and it's not pity. It's compassion. It's saying, damn girl, you had a really, you had a, you had a really crappy, childhood with that father and you you just built a life with someone who you realize you maybe shouldn't have maybe you got a beautiful gift out of it like an adorable child but that honoring yourself honoring all that you've been through and feeling that emotion for yourself like you did the best you could so that's what self-compassion looks like and I always start everyone off with that because if you can't do that then you're just going to always brush everything off like no big deal so what so what so I would say definitely moms, give yourself self-compassion. You deserve it. Oh, I love that. So hot right now. Um, so really big. Erin, tell everybody listening where they can find you. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to be cool and do my stories, but it's, it's, it's the conscious mom. It's ITS. Someone has the conscious mom and she does not have an active account. So if you're listening, can you please hand it over to me? Because the it's drives me crazy. Um, so it's, at it's the conscious mom it's the conscious mom and then my website is the conscious mom.com and i have her website up right now everyone and that's where you can learn about um how you can work with her for yourself or about your relationships or to deal with parenting she does it all and it's a beautiful website by the way Thank you so much. And also on my Instagram, you can do this little thing where it texts me. So if you want to just text me about something that's going on, I do a free session. So if you ever want to just kind of see what it's about, I do a you know little consult, we chit chat and we see if it works for us because sometimes it doesn't work for you, but most of the times it's pretty great. Oh, I love to hear that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for everything that you do. I'm so yeah. glad we've connected. And to everybody listening, drop me a line. I want to hear how you feel about this whole daddy issues term. I think I'm about to get really hot and heavy with it on Instagram coming off of Father's Day and all of that where I was so triggered. So stay tuned, everyone. And as always, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave a review. That helps a lot. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.